Good morning. Hope we are all good on this Friday. Flies, fifth of February. So, um, had a question yesterday about what the right amount of carbohydrates, fats, and protein. Whether I'm an advocate of low carb diets and and how it all works. So I wanted to discuss it here. And, and remember, we're talking about weight loss here. Okay, we're talking about fat loss, weight loss, because this is the goal in mind. And it and it can change. Um, in a clinical setting, it could change whether that's IBS, digestion, um, diabetes. This could change, potentially, but more so in clinical situations like IBS and digestion. Now, when it comes to weight loss, remember the key thing here is, is a calorie deficit. The key thing here is achieving a calorie deficit. That doesn't mean you need to count calories, and, a, and there are ways around doing this. So, for example, I'll get out the pen and paper now. I'll get out the pen and paper. So let's say someone wants weight loss. So if someone wants to lose weight, they need to make sure that they're in a calorie deficit, okay? Morning, Sally. They need to make sure that they're in a calorie deficit. Now, to make sure you're in a calorie deficit, there's many ways you can do that. You can obviously count calories. Not everyone wants to do that, though. You could use a portion size guide, similar to the one that, that we use a lot. It's quick, it's easy, you've always got your hand with you. Um, and something that we're going to be going over in the free five-day kickstart, by the way. You could do intermittent fasting. I know some people like that, and Michael Mosley's made that quite popular. If it helps you hit a calorie deficit, it'll work. You could use Weight Watchers, you could use Slimming World, you could use Keto, Low Carb. Now, all of these are tactics, Okay are tactics. They're not principles. They're tactics. That that even some of the best keto, low-carb researchers in the world will actually say, like, this is just the main benefits come from achieving a calorie deficit to help you lose weight, okay? So it's frustrating when you see, um, you know, some, some people in the industry almost be quite zealotry to a way, like this is the only way, when actually these are just all tools and tactics, so tools in the toolbox for you to use as and when, you can mix them as much as you want. The key thing, and this came up yesterday, the key thing here is one of the ladies asked, you know, what's the best ratio? She was getting quite into it with it, which is great. What's the best ratio? The best ratio is essentially the one that allows you to achieve a calorie deficit without it, without you being super hungry, without you feeling deprived, without you feeling like, I can't wait till the end date. Now, even saying that, there's a little asterisk in that, because not everything you do has to be what you do forever. And it may become easier over time as your body adapts, as your taste buds adapt a bit, you learn what foods fill you up more. Now, In this, if I was to really make it a priority of order, I would say, right, if you're hungry, can you drink more water? Can you increase your vegetable intake? Can you increase your protein intake? Are you eating enough carbs? Like, let's face it, like sometimes we're just not eating enough at meals. Then it comes to mid-afternoon, snack time, whatever you want to call it. Then we're ravenous and snacks are generally highly palatable, high in fat, high in sugar, high in salt, easy to overeat, not very filling and satiating. 
generally don't have a lot of fluid in them, hence why they're quite calorie dense. For example, they normally on a, they normally sit on a shelf. The fact there's a snack aisle says it all, right? And I'm not saying snacks are bad here. But I'm saying a lot of us try and eat as little as we can, as little as we can, but then only to struggle at that mid-afternoon point. And if that's you, you need to look at your meals and how you can eat more. Like, it's, it's a weird thing concept when you hear so much stuff, conflicting stuff about carbs, about potatoes and stuff. But I was speaking to someone the other day and they started just having a jack of potato, tuna jack of potato for lunch. Um, they added lots of um, like salad in there as well. And they're like, oh, I actually feel a lot more full and satisfied now rather than just having like two rice crackers with like a little bit of cheese on. And the calories wise now, because they're not really needing that snack mid-afternoon, is better. Now, it doesn't mean you have to do that. It could be for you that you plan your snack in for mid-afternoon. And that you're aware of your snacks now. So rather than going, don't eat, don't eat, don't eat. And then it's just like, oh, what we got in the snack cupboard? I'm starving. Oh, there's some leftovers there. I'll have a bit of that, bit of that. And then it's like, that's not satisfied me. I'll have another bit. I was trying to be healthy, but now I've just eaten loads anyway. I may as well just have one of them. And then it becomes essentially unplanned. And the key is, is have you got clear, defined plan and rule that almost gives you the freedom to eat the foods you like? but within a structure. And that's something we're gonna be doing in the five day kickstart, which is free by the way, starting on Monday the 15th of February. 10 days. No, less than that, because there's only 28. No, 10 days. <laughs> 10 days, Monday the 15th of February, okay? So in a nutshell, in a nutshell, the best ratio is the ratio that keeps you the most full, that gives you the freedom to eat the foods that you like to eat, and fits within your lifestyle. There's no point doing something where there's an end date so soon that you're like, oh, I can't wait to the end date so I can eat this, 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 and this. And like I said, there is an asterisk to that and we, we will go over that in a bit more detail because what you do today doesn't mean you have to do it forever. But if you're struggling to get started right now and you're overcomplicating it with, right, I need, to, I need to do keto so I won't start until all the carbs are out my house, you're probably gonna struggle to ever start and I'm not saying keto doesn't work, it, it does work. It's a great way to lower calories because ultimately a lot of people tend to eat more protein then. When they eat more protein, they feel more full up. And that doesn't, that's not really keto, if I'm honest, that's more a lower carb diet. So they are the benefits of doing that. And the lady who asked the question yesterday is finding it quite easy to stick to her calorie deficit because her protein is a lot higher. I could, I could eat, say, say, I, say give me 13, 1500 calories or something. I could make it go really far, but I could also make it look like nothing. And remember, we eat with our eyes, pretty much. How satisfied we feel sometimes depends on how full our plate looks. If we've got a small little portion, we often feel more hungry than we actually are. If we're filling our plate, vegetables, protein, lots of nutrient-dense foods, we're going to be more satisfied. The more satisfied you are, the more sustainable it's going to be. And we haven't even touched on exercise because the muscle strengthening side of this may just take your pressure off weight loss and onto more fat loss, onto fitting your clothes better, onto changing body composition. So you're less obsessed with the weight, 
which I get is a big thing. It is correlated with lots of things, but you can get clinically significant results by just dropping 5% body weight, okay? Just 5%, that's, that's not that much. If you just keep going and you know that, okay, and even, even if you said, right, a year from now, if I'm 5% lighter and I'm stronger and I'm fitter, what does that mean? Well, it means you might feel better. Every, like mental health is a big thing. People feel better when they exercise. You have more muscle, that's gonna protect your joints. Who wants to have joint issues? Who wants to prolong how good their joints are for? Knees, hips, elbows, and don't think you're past it. Building muscle around that may just be the most significant thing you do for if or when someone needs a knee op or hip or something like that later on and you've got muscle to lose because then we're crying out for it because bed rest takes a big hit for us. If we've got that muscle in place, we are there to promote recovery, prehab, as the buzzword would say. And that's significant. If that's not significant in itself, I don't know what is. Quicker recovery, faster recovery, get back to it. Not to mention muscle being a storage of sugar, helping with blood sugar levels, risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease. Could go on. So don't think it's a one-dimensional game either. And... Like I said, adding that exercise in, the muscle strengthening work as well, cardio work for our lung capacity, especially in today's world, has significant benefits too. So even, I would go as far as saying, independent of weight loss, of course, of course. And I would say, let's shift the game to fat loss. Because the number of people who say, I haven't lost any weight this week, or this month even, and I say, have you taken measurements? No, but my clothes are fitting a lot better. Okay, take measurements, because if you're a numbers person, you might just like seeing numbers, okay? Take measurements. That can be the difference. That can be the difference between someone going, I'm doing rubbish, versus actually I'm doing all right. That's enough of me rambling. If you want more rambles, five day kickstart starts on Monday, the 15th of February. If you're in on that, if you want more details, click the link in the description. All the details are in there. We start Monday the 15th. You need to be in a private group for this if you're coming in. Um, feel free to share it if you know anyone who would like to come in on it. It is for ladies over 40. So any questions, let me know. Have a lovely Friday and speak soon. Bye-bye.